Welcome to Online Marketing Stuff You Need to Know with Jono. Are you a small business owner that wants to grow your business with online marketing? If so, you're going to want to listen to what Jono Long has to say about the latest trends in online marketing for small businesses. Here's your host, Jono Long. Thank you guys again for being here. Thanks uh, if uh, you're listening online. We're glad you tuned in today. We are going to be talking about Instagram, and we're just kind of working our way through our websites and our Google ads, and uh, the goal here is to show you how to pretty much dominate online and be omnipresent with your business or your organization and be everywhere so that you are the obvious choice when it comes to purchasing whatever it is that you sell or joining whatever you have to offer or Whatever it is that you do, we want you to be the obvious choice. We want to help you be the obvious choice, the obvious go-to for that. Let's see here. So we are going to get rolling with Instagram and talk about five things you guys can start doing today to boost your engagement. So we want to help you guys get, we talk to a lot of people who are frustrated with not getting enough engagement on Instagram. And so uh, I want to, I'm going to introduce Emily here. Emily is our social media, social media guru. Um, she's all things social media. So um, Emily's with us and she's going to be, she's going to be talking and I'm just going to throw my two cents worth in here and there and interrupt rudely. And, and if, if I think of something that, that I'd like to add, but uh, I will say um, before before Emily gets started, uh, I know that we talk to a ton of people, and Emily has these conversations with our clients. Um, we run social media for um, I don't know how many people, but a lot, and and it, and it's growing. It seems to be growing more lately. I don't know if everyone's just gotten more fed up with social media and wants to hand it to us more, or we've just gotten that much more awesome, um, or we're doing a better job with our own social media. People are seeing. I don't know. But we've been getting a whole lot more calls about social media. Um, my guess is that it has something to do with the Facebook papers. I don't know. But um, that's been all over the news. But anyway, the frustration that, that we hear a lot, I think Emily would agree with this, is that, hey, I am working my tail off on this post. It, it was a good post. I, I got other people's advice on it. I worked a long time on the graphic. We really got creative. I even used four emojis in in the post, and only three people liked it, and and that's frustrating. Uh, and so, Facebook. Remember, Facebook owns Instagram, and I don't want to steal any thunder, but um, it's just let, let's go ahead and preface this all by saying it's not easy to get people to engage with your posts, and it's not necessarily because you're terrible at social media. Um, the social media companies, the platforms, they're trying to make money too. And so they're not helping you out a ton getting the word out about your business. Now, there are some things you can do that they like, and Emily's going to share those with you. Uh, but slow and steady wins the race. And don't just don't beat yourself up and quit because your posts aren't doing that good. Because um, even on our accounts, like with some of the ones that have thousands or, you know, they're in the five or six digit follower count, even the best posts on those pages don't really go all that far without giving Facebook some money um, or make and making sure that we do some of the things that we're going to talk about today. So uh, I have rambled enough and we'll let, uh, I'll let Emily 
take it away from here. Go, Emily. Thank you so much. Um, Welcome. And we're really excited to get rocking and rolling on this. So without further ado, um, if you haven't been to one of our webinars before, you are missing out for sure. But welcome. We're Social Sphere Media. We help you get your business found online. We specialize in SEO, website design, PPC, and of course, social media. Um, This is our team. We are a small but mighty team over here. And as you know, Jono is our our fearless leader. He steers the ship. I had a new picture taken last night, by the way, so that we don't have to use one. I got LASIK. So I got a, I got a glasses (laughs) picture last night. And so I've got to edit it. And it's not so GQ like that one looks like I'm trying so hard to like be GQ when I'm not. And, uh, so we'll, we'll get that picture replaced. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> anyway, right, sorry. you can't tell, um, Jono is known for his dad jokes and his ability to revolutionize a marketing strategy. Thank Give you. Applause for Jono. And, I'm Emily. And for being on the cover of Awkward Family Photos. That's, yes. We'll, we'll talk about that later though. Um, I'm Emily. I'm the social media strategist over here at The Sphere. My home base is in sunny Arizona. And you can find me um, in my free time watching TikTok and fangirling over the latest Instagram updates. Um, One of them, which is really exciting, and we will talk about it again, but Instagram has rolled out the ability to put a link in your stories for everybody. So before you could, um, you had to have 10,000 followers in order to link something in your story to your website, to Amazon shop, whatever. You had to have 10,000 followers and they just recently rolled it out. So everyone has the ability to use it, which I think is really going to change the way that, um, that's a big deal are represented on Instagram here on out. That's a huge deal. Yeah. That was even such a big deal. Like the news podcast I listened to this morning, they were even talking about it because, because yeah, like the little guys, unless you had 10,000 followers, you couldn't put a link anywhere in your story on Instagram, which is frustrating when you're like, I'm so tired of saying link in bio, link mm-hmm. in bio. So that's very cool. That's like, yeah, huge. So, so now take, even take advantage of that. Yes. Even if you are a service industry where you're not you know, selling something on your website, you can still link people back to your blog posts, to your contact page, to your website in general for more information on whatever, um, whatever your business does. So definitely start taking advantage of that. If you're not seeing it on your Instagram quite yet, just make sure you keep updating the app itself, because that is where it's going to start to show up. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not seeing it on, on my own, which is kind of disappointing, but I never get the stuff until like months after all the other cool kids do. So <laughs> They'll probably roll it out like they do everything else. Yeah. Um, And then if you decide to call Social Sphere Media your marketing gurus, um, you'll also get to meet the other lovely people on our team, Emma, Melissa, and Asad. So let us take a second and we're just going to talk about the main social media platforms that are out there. So there are several. These four are the ones that people seem to talk about the most. There are the biggies at this point in time. So Facebook is king. And as Jonna mentioned before, Facebook owns Instagram. So there are a ton of features that cross over between the two platforms and um, several of them will help your business get more exposure on Instagram if you are friendly to Facebook, but we'll talk about that shortly. Um, The other two I do want to touch on is TikTok over here. Uh, If you have kids, you might've heard of TikTok, or if you're actually pretty trendy yourself, uh, you've probably heard of TikTok. They're the new How many TikToks have you made, Emily? Oh, I have a lot of TikToks. And, you know, I've had a handful of them go viral, which is kind of a weird feeling. But 
I had one TikTok go viral. Then it got taken down for breaking guidelines. Um, Because that was a gross TikTok. (laughs) My viral TikTok was me. My pull it, my big toenail had come loose. This is gross and very unprofessional to describe on, on our webinar, but uh, my big toenail had come off. And so I, I pulled it off with a pair of needle nose pliers and got hundreds of thousands of views before TikTok uh, took it down. Rightfully took it down. <laughs> it, it was pretty disgusting. So anyway. Um, I, I really do see TikTok kind of shifting the way that the market is in the future. It's more than just a dancing and lip syncing platform. There's definitely a lot of potential with it. And if you'd like to hear more about TikTok, give us some feedback and let us know. And maybe in the future, we can do a webinar about it. Is the Chinese government spying on us through TikTok, Emily? Have we got, do we know? You know, I'm not one for conspiracy theories. So I'll have to take a step back on that one. My mom says they are. Now they, they were actually questioned by Congress this week and said, no, we're not sharing any intel with Chinese government because the parent company of TikTok is is Chinese owned. So I don't know. Hey, I was just going to throw in here though. One question I get, I don't know. Do you, do you hear this? I don't hear it quite as much lately, but people, I do get the question when I'm talking to people about putting their business on Facebook. Uh, every once in a while, someone will say, well, isn't everybody leaving Facebook? Do you ever, I don't know if, if you get that question, but I hear that a good bit. And it's like, no, I don't know where that comes from, but Facebook's still growing. Um, I think it's, over 3 billion active users on Facebook and there's only 6 billion people in the world. So half of the world is actively using Facebook and growing every day. Yeah. So Facebook is definitely not a dead platform. Definitely. Um, In fact, if you neglect Facebook, you will find that you're suffering everywhere else. So definitely don't put them on the back burner. And And it even influences you know, your, your search engine optimization. When mm-hmm. we publish a new piece of content for our search engine optimization clients, one of the things that we want to go do is publish that piece of content on Facebook and, and link to it and boost it and get people to go from Facebook to our, to the client's website so that it gets some traffic there. But anyway, that we're not talking about SEO. Carry on, Emily. I'm sorry. Yeah, no worries. Uh, the last, the last major social media platform is Twitter. And while Twitter is still very popular, um, it is so niche and it is definitely one of the hardest platforms for businesses to gain any headway or a loyal fan base on. Um, so to properly make the most out of it, if you yourself are very passionate about Twitter, um, I would recommend that that be your kind of thing because for an agency to take it over, it is going to be expensive. Um, and really, I think that you're, you're, way better off working with Facebook and Instagram than Twitter any day of the week. Yeah. Unless you're like a journalist or a, like a public figure who's going to tweet multiple times a day. Um, or you're like a brand that can be funny. Like Wendy's does a really good job. I don't know if you follow Wendy's, like they put some zingers out there. They'll like make fun of people. It's, It's really cool. Twitter doesn't work just to send out the same posts that you would put on Facebook. It doesn't work just to shoot that out on Twitter. You're only going to win on Twitter if you're conversational and, uh, Most of us don't have time to do that. And uh, so, yeah. We already feel glued to our phones enough um, as individuals. So yeah, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. But let's take a step back and talk about Facebook and Instagram. So the first thing you're going to want to do is make sure that you do have both a Facebook and an Instagram account for your business. Um, And once you have these profiles, you are able to link them together in the Facebook settings. 
Um, again, highly recommend this because Facebook will recognize that you have an Instagram account and uh, you will also be able to work it so you can send one piece of content out to both accounts at the same time. So you're reaching your fan base on multiple levels. And um, again, they'll just favor the content more if your accounts are linked and it gives you more authority within Facebook. Tell us just how simple it is to link those accounts. Now, if you make your accounts A, together or B, with the same email, it is so easy to do. If you made a Facebook account five years ago with a personal email that no longer exists and you make your Instagram account today with a new email, it just be prepared. It can, it can kind of be a little bit of a headache. Um, it's, yeah, we run into that quite a bit where people can't get them to connect or yeah, different user accounts. And, and, you know, where it used to be like when you wanted to post from Instagram directly to Facebook, you did your post on Instagram, flip the little toggle, send it to Facebook and, and, and boom, you can still do that. But what Facebook really wants businesses to do is download the Facebook pages app and do everything or they're the business suite app is what they're mm -hmm. calling it. It was, it was pages. Then they turned it into uh, business manager and now it's business suite for most people. But they, so we wanted to confuse everybody as much as possible. Um, but now the easier thing to do is post in the Facebook business suite app and you can post directly to both of those profiles. But like Emily said, you've got to get them connected properly first, or they're not even going to show up in Facebook business suite. But you want to be managing your, your business page in Facebook from your business suite. I hope that's not like slide four and I just stole the thunder there. Sorry. Nope, you're good. And if you <laughs> run into difficulties, just know that Facebook does have a great FAQ page. They don't have any contact support, so don't expect to talk to someone. But you're not getting anybody there. Someone else has had your problem before and there is an answer for it online. So just know that that is out there for you. Um, with the time that we have today though, we are just going to talk about um, Instagram. We're just going to dive really deep into it. But again, please give us your feedback on what you want to hear about next. And we'll be happy to do another webinar about it. So first things first, now that we've established your Instagram page, we need to know how to, how to optimize it. So aside from setting up your account, we want to make sure that your page is optimized for your fans so your fans are able to find you. In the background, make sure all of your account settings are completed. Um, there'll be big red arrows or explanation points if you're missing something. Um, and technically, you don't have to have it all filled out in order to use your Instagram account. But again, to make the most out of it, make sure that you have a phone number, an address, an email address, um, all the information that they are asking for. Just be sure to go ahead and fill that out. Um, and then we'll want to create the bio. So I'm just going to give you an example here. This is one of our clients, Alcovi Builders. And some things that they're doing really great is they have a legible logo. So you're able to see their entire logo and we put it into a circular form. So that way not any part of it is cut off. Um, we put their business name where their business name is instead of when you usually sign up for the account, it asks you for your personal name. Um, and if you're building a business account, we don't want your personal name on your business page. So you can go through and change that in the settings. We have a clear description about what their business does here um, with some major keywords like custom build, um, speculative home building, building on personal land. So all the things that they want to capture, like the the work that they want to pick up is all specifically written out in here. Um, and you only have about, I think it's like 150 characters. So make sure that you're using the most of it. We're not using too many fluffy words here. 
And don't think just about other humans reading this. You, you've got to remember that you know, if you're trying to grow your business, everything that you put online is not only going to be seen by people, but it's also being crawled by search engines, by Google and by Bing and by Yahoo. And so those, those crawlers are their entire reason for existence is to crawl everything that's related to you and look for keywords like speculative homes, spec homes, custom build jobs, and all of that on your social media, on your website, on your business directory listings, all of that's getting indexed by the search engines and, and works together for you to show up. So you, you've, got to, you've got to frame everything. And it's easier for us because that's what we do all day. But um, just keep in mind that you're also talking to Google when you're writing this stuff and putting this stuff out there. Um, the next thing that is available for you to put on to your Instagram bio is your website. And this is great. So, I mean, now that you're able to add in your link into your story, so you don't have to say, hey, head over to the link in my bio to see what homes are available. But you can always say it in your posts, because in your posts, if you put a website link in there, it is not clickable within your posts. So instead of wasting the valuable real estate um, in the caption, you can just say, head over to the link in my bio to see what homes are available or whatever your call to action is. And we'll talk about call to action shortly as well. Um, you'll also be able to add in your location. And if you service, uh, for example, like the greater Atlanta area, you'll want to hone in and just choose one location because you can't choose several. Um, so although our client builds in more than just Loganville, um, that is their home base. So we put Loganville, Georgia there, and then your contact buttons. And again, this is where filling in all the back stuff on the behind the scenes of your account, putting in your email address, phone number, address, when people hit this contact button, that's how they're going to be able to reach out to you. And then finally, we also like to include our clients' logos on all of their pictures. So that way, when the client, when the image is shared outside of Instagram, if someone were to screenshot it and send it to their friend, if someone were to share it on Instagram, as soon as the image leaves the page, we don't want people to forget where it came from. So that's why having your logo is a great way to kind of keep that authority on your page. And make sure that logo is like a nice, clean, um, what's called a .png file, a ping file that has a transparent background. You don't want to like have the JPEG that you cropped with the white background just kind of plopped somewhere weird on the photo. We see that a lot and it just, it doesn't look good. So if you notice like on that, and that second picture is like a really white background. So Emily's got a, a black black text, black logo with a transparent background laid on that light background. And then, you know, some of the darker pictures like over the grass uh, or over the wooden fence or door, whatever that is, um, you know, the, the lighter logo. So give yourself some options, get you a tool, download, um, get you something like what Canva and, and make sure you're adding good looking logos. And just going back to this as well. So all this adds up to being a searchable page. So for example, if I were to go into Instagram and search uh, builder in Loganville, Alcovey Homes has a great chance of showing up because not only do we have the keywords in our bio, but we also have the word builder in our home, in our name, and we also have our location. So with those three things together, we're making this page a whole lot more searchable for people who are in the market for this service. So again, like maybe you're a lawyer. If you have um, long lawyer, that's your name, 
but you want to make sure that you have these keywords in your bio and all over your Instagram page. So next we'll start with our five things. So the first thing we want to talk about is captivating imagery. There is way more of an art to this than you might think. Um, and we'll break all that down. So first let's take into account your existing branding. What fonts are you using on your site? What are your brand colors? And we're going to follow this current branding that you already have established on your website. So that way, when people go from your website to your Instagram page, they know that all of this is connected and that you're one business. You're not like that way when they see your Instagram account and it doesn't match your website, they're like, wait, is this the right Instagram account or what's going on here? Um, so by following your current branding, not only will we save time, but we'll also create a feed that complements what your business already has going. So let's take a look at the color palette. For example, this client's color palette is a blue, purple, and dark pink color. We will never, ever, ever want to use like oranges, yellows, um, try to think, just colors that don't work with this, that are opposite sides of the color wheel, because that is not cohesive and it will make our brand look kind of choppy and just, it won't flow. So we remember, we just want people to have that seamless experience throughout the entire time they're consuming your brand. And then we'll also want to plan out our feed before we post it. So that way we get a good mix of content, a good mix of I don't know, image, like physical images compared to graphics. Um, you would definitely want a good mix of those using your brand pillars that you will have established. So we use Canva to create, I would say like 99.9% .9 of our images. Um, and then we also will plan it out in Google Docs. That way the caption and the image, there's a good mix of everything that we want to share about the, the client. And then we also use a scheduling software to kind of achieve the flow. Um, Canva is awesome. Mm -hmm. I, I I was I was and I still I use Photoshop a lot, but um, for a long time I kind of resisted Canva, and but man, it's just got it gets better every month and looks better and better and better, and um, so much of the work is done for you once you establish that color palette and get your images, um, and so definitely if you're not using Canva, go get Canva. It's like ten dollars a month for the or twelve dollars a month for the the pro account. Well worth it if you're gonna if you're struggling with social media. Um, and, and I was going to just say too, you know, you're mentioning the, the like captivating imagery, like remember that Instagram was created as a photo sharing platform and, and it still wants to be seen that way. And so you want to get as many, you know, photos out there as possible and um, you know, make sure that it's just, eye-catching photos that the, the, the whole goal here is to stop people from scrolling, that yours stands out and people stop scrolling and actually look at what you're putting on there. Right. And another thing too, I want to touch base on is making sure that anytime you use stock photos, they make sense for your business. So for example, most of our clients are located in Georgia. So things that we're going to look for are um, like more of a, like a lush green background, this picture is a picture that our client actually sent in. So, you know, green trees, green grass, um, moderate to warm weather and clothing. We don't want to post pictures in the middle of summer with people in snow coats. Um, I don't even, does it snow in Georgia? Not uh, no, and I'm angry so, about it. It's still, <laughs> so we'll never it want to post like once every picture. five years. I want to live somewhere where it snows every year. So it's kind of a touchy subject. I'd rather you not bring <laughs> that up, but no, no, there's never any snow. The other thing that, and I'll say about stock photography, 
what I've noticed, some of the more affordable stock photography sites, uh, like deposit photos, uh, a lot of them are overseas. And um, I know we work with like a lot of home service, like roofers and plumbers and electricians and stuff. And if you're not careful, you're grabbing a picture and it is, if you look close, like if you're not an electrician, you don't know what you're looking at, uh, but an electrician sees it clearly, that is clearly a European outlet or something. And so, you know, you've, you got to be careful with that stock photography. That's, but Canva, I think, actually has built in mm -hmm. um, stock that you can pull from and, and it's, it's some good stuff. Pretty good. Um, other things like for this client in particular that we always avoid, foreign license plates, um, speedometers that are in kilometers rather than miles. So just really take a deep look at the picture and make sure that it makes sense. Like we'll never want, like in Arizona, we have mountains everywhere. It's very deserty background. So you, we, we wouldn't want to use pictures like that where it's clearly in a desert when, you're, when your business is located in Georgia. So just something to take a look at because it definitely makes your brand look more authentic. So next we're gonna talk again about utilizing your bio. Um, I know we talked about this earlier, but I really wanna focus on the description here. So as simple as it may seem, your Instagram bio plays a critical role in establishing your brand's presence. It shows people who you are, what you sell, and that's why you should really focus on creating an Instagram bio that effectively portrays your brand and personality and establishes your unique proposition. So this is one of our clients here, the McDaniel Tishner House. They are, um, historic venue, as you can tell, and they also host events such as weddings, uh, family reunions, galas, they have camps, um, and it's kind of hard to capture and put all these things in one short, short bio. So keywords that we used are historic venue. We put in located in Monroe, Georgia. We talk about the venue itself. It's elegant. It has history, if that's something that you're trying to capture within your event. And then we also have our call to action to book your special event today. So not only does that capture the word event again, but it also is a call to action. Um, it's telling the person what to do. And even if the person's not ready to pull the trigger and actually book their event, they'll know that, oh, I actually can book events here and where to go to do that. We also included their address. And if you, if this weren't cut off, you'd also be able to say, see that in their contact area, they will have their phone number, their email address and directions to their business, which you can also just click on address from here and rock and roll that way um, to go to the maps and all that. Um, so just something to, to know when you're utilizing your bio, to have a call to action and to keep those keywords in there. And now we're gonna talk more about call to actions. So while you should have one in your bio, you should also have one in every single post that you put out there. For example, this is one of our clients, McCart's Auto Center. In every single post that we post for them, it has something along the lines of give us a call today to get scheduled. Give us a call to X, Y, Z. And you can do this with any service industry um, possible. Roofers, give us a call today for a free estimate. Lawyers, give us a call today to see if how we can help you. Um, there's different ways that you can use this call to action. And it doesn't even have to be a give us to call, give us a call to schedule or whatever. You can also say, leave a comment and let me know what your favorite, I don't know. Like you can, you, it doesn't necessarily have to drive business back to your website because the more that you are getting engagement on the post, the more it will show your post to other people as well. So getting comments is also great. Saving this post for later, um, especially if you're looking to do ads, you can target people who saved your post 
for Facebook ads. Um, also it gives something, it gives people something to look back on later if they were to go back and look at their saved posts. Um, just click the link in our bio to learn more again, or send us a DM with questions. And that's just a more personal thing so that way you can build rapport with your clients as well. Next, we'll set a location. So you can set a location on all of your posts. Um, and this is nice if you're a, if you're a service that, so you have more than one location that you work in. So this, this client has, they service Liburn, they also service Monroe, Loganville, Between, they service a whole bunch of different places. So we can constantly change out what location we're targeting here. So not only does it know, let your followers know where you are located um, without necessarily stating it in the caption, but it also helps your engagement rate on Instagram because it will give you more exposure and attract customers with minimal effort. If someone were to click or search Liburn, Georgia, your post would show up as if it were being searched as a hashtag. Um, so it, again, it, it helps people who are local find your business easily. And it's also, I mean, it's leaving a footprint on the internet mm -hmm. for search engines to pick up on that because if, if your business is located in, you know, Athens, Georgia, but you've got this big, huge service area that goes all the way across um, the state. A lot, a lot of our clients, they work in all of North Georgia. They'll drive anywhere. They'll drive an hour and a half. And um, you really, you, you've got to leave a footprint there and post those pictures of jobs and, and tag where exactly you are. So that's just sending signals to the internet that we work in Lilburn. We work in Stone Mountain. We work in Macon, Georgia, all over the place. Um, you're just leaving a footprint. And so it's the little things and they seem kind of basic or obvious, but you know, you look through and, and you see a lot of businesses missing all of this. And the final piece of the puzzle is the one that I'm sure many of you have been thinking about, um, hashtags. So you want to establish a hashtag strategy that makes sense for your business. Instagram allows you to use up to 30 hashtags, but they recommend between eight and 15 really. So that way it's not super clogged down. And we want to make sure that we have a good hashtag strategy. So that way we're not only optimizing what we have available to us, but we're also not being a total annoyance to not only your followers, but <laughs> who are trying to discover something and you're using an inappropriate hashtag for your post. When you use your hashtags correctly, your post can be seen by so many more people and get them to convert as followers and then eventually as customers. So when you go to create hashtags for your post, we recommend that you use 10 small hashtags and those hashtags will have between, I would say like really a hundred or a thousand to 80,000 posts on them. And when you go to post a hashtag on Instagram, as you start to type it in like hashtag Monroe, it will tell you how many posts there are. So that way you can kind of think about that. I like to save all of my hashtags in my notes app. So that way I have my base to go back to, and then I can go in and add a couple of niche hashtags for the actual posts I'm looking at. Um, so the smaller hashtags are better because your, your photo will stay at the top of that keyword longer. So that's why we recommend so many smaller hashtags. Although you might not be thinking there's as many people looking at them, um, you have a longer opportunity to capture someone's attention compared to these large hashtags like hashtag um, home or hashtag love or these, these they kind of sound silly, but they have millions and millions and millions of people looking at them every day. But and, yeah, you post it and literally a thousand other people have posted at the exact same time. So your post is already completely buried down the road. So for example, I looked it up and Monroe, Georgia has, has 39,000 posts, whereas hashtag small business has 79 million posts on it. You know that you'll be able to 
get your attention of the people that you're trying to get the attention of when you use hashtag Monroe GA or hashtag Monroe small business compared to just regular small business or hashtag Georgia. So just kind of uh, a a way to think about it. The lower the search volume, the more views it's going to get, the higher search volume, it's going to get buried very, very quickly. Which seems counterintuitive. Like it it seems kind of opposite, but it it makes sense when you think about it that, that yeah, some of these less popular hashtags, yeah, Mm -hmm. that not as many people see all of them, but when you get down into the niche hashtags yeah if they can hang around at the top of the feeds more um then they're going to get seen more so yeah right pretty cool and just make sure that your hashtags are relevant to the content that you're posting and your branding so for example um if i were a home builder and i have a picture of a kitchen i wouldn't want to put hashtag bathroom goals in a kitchen because that doesn't make sense and in fact if someone were to be following the hashtag bathroom goals and they saw your kitchen pop up, they can flag it as inappropriate and not relevant. And then it will actually kind of put a black dot on your account, which will make it be harder for people to find you down the road. And the worst part is you have no idea that this is happening. You might have like great engagement, a ton of likes on your old posts. You just notice that you're not getting as much traffic as you used to. You might have had made a mistake down the road. So you just have to continue to be friendly to Instagram in order to get that removed. So let's, our big goal is to not have that happen in the first place and just use all relevant content all the time, your caption, your hashtags, everything. And now one last thing too, is sometimes people think that they should put hashtags in their bio. Now this doesn't make you more searchable by any means. If anything, if you, if your company has like one hashtag, a community hashtag, um, like for example, create and cultivate is a brand, but they encourage their followers to use their hashtag on their own photos. So they might have hashtag create and cultivate in their bio. So that way people can search what other people are posting. But for most businesses, it doesn't make sense to have a hashtag in your bio. So just don't think that will make you more searchable because it just looks just more of a, more of a branding thing. Yeah. And so this is, this is something that gets debated. Do you put the hashtags in your original uh, caption or do you do the whole put it in the first comment thing and or is that annoying? So um, I, you could probably Google right now and find opposing articles that have yes. reasons for either one. So what do you say? I say that um, however you can get it up the fastest is how you should do it. So Facebook has an awesome cool tool called Facebook Creator Studio um, and you can post your Instagram post from there but they don't have an option for a first comment. So you would have to manually go back and put in the first comment. So in this case, I would tell you to put the hashtags within the original post, um, like enter down a few. So that way the hashtags are there immediately and your picture is with them. If you were to have to go back and put it in the first comment and maybe a minute or two has passed between the time the image was posted and the time the comment was posted, your post is already long gone and you've already missed out on all the potential that people could have seen it right away. So if you are using a tool that does have a first comment option, go ahead and stick it in their first comment then um, because they'll be posted simultaneously. Yeah. Gotcha. So again, there's as many different answers as there are questions. Yeah. Um, one of the, well, this is not a hashtag thing. Can I go? I, I have a little freebie that, that uh, I was thinking of that, um, I don't think I submitted to make it into a slide in time, but <laughs> one of the, one of the things that um, again that people aren't thinking of, and, and 
but you do see it all the time. If someone posts, when someone does a carousel on Instagram where they, you know, they use all 10 pictures, um, you've probably noticed that you look at, you looked at the first two and got bored and then you keep scrolling and eventually their post is going to come back up, but Facebook is going to go ahead. It's going to, it's not going to show you the three that you already looked at. It's going to start you on number four. And if you look at four and five, I guarantee you in just a little while, number six is going to show up. And so I would say always, 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 as much as you can use as many pictures in one post so that you keep showing up in people's feeds because Facebook is, or Instagram is going to keep showing that post until you've made it through all 10. Uh, it, it, they seem to do that. that that's not a rule somewhere and you're not going to find that like written out in the Instagram guidelines, but it seems like they mm. will keep showing it because it, it annoys me. I'm like, oh my gosh, I already told you I didn't want to look at that, but, but I still, I'm like, okay, well, I'll just scroll through them, you know, but um, I would say use the carousel, get those, get all 10 pictures in there so that you can show up in the feed multiple times so that people don't just scroll right past you. Absolutely. Um, and that is everything that I have today. So all these pieces of the puzzle, they're easy things that you can implement in your strategy today, and that will help you appear to more and more people and boost that engagement. Cool. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for being with us. And if you have any questions, I know everybody, um, or you, of course, you can throw it in the chat, but you're also welcome to email me, uh, John at socialsphermedia.com. You can email Emily. It's just Emily at socialsphermedia.com. And uh, if there's if there's something you've got a question about, like, hey, I was thinking about this, uh, we would love to help you and, and just, you know, give you our opinion and, and that won't cost you anything. Of course, if we could ever help you, if you ever get to the point where it's like, oh my gosh, I don't want to deal with social media anymore because I have an actual job and I know we need to do social media, but we just rather hand it to someone. Hiring someone like us or another agency that handles social media is certainly much cheaper than bringing on a full-time staff member or even a part-time staff member. Uh, we're, we are extremely affordable and would love to talk to you. And you can just shoot me an email. We can, we can talk 15, 20 minutes to see if it may work. Uh, but regardless of whether you use us or not, hopefully uh, I'm sure what you heard here today will be a huge help. And uh, we're always... Thank you for listening. If you're looking for personalized suggestions to help grow your business through digital marketing, please email Jono at socialspheremedia.com.